New Vision is a church that is about guiding people to lives of gospel transformation. Whether this is your first time listening with us or you're a regular listener, we're so happy that you're here. Monday through Friday, we release a podcast studying through a book of the Bible. Right now, we've focused our attention to the Gospel of John. Again, we're happy that you're here. We know God's going to do something great. And today we have one of our student leaders, Nikki Tig. John chapter 4, verses 1 through 26, New Living Translation. Jesus knew the Pharisees had heard that he was baptizing and making more disciples than John. Though Jesus didn't baptize, Jesus himself didn't baptize him, his disciples did. So he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He had to go through Samaria on the way. Eventually, he came to a Samaritan village of Sychar, near the field that Jacob gave to his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon, a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have, refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, you are a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. But, sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she says. And this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water, then I'll never be thirsty again. And I won't have to come here to get water. Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband for you've had five husbands and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship while we Samaritans claim that it is here at Mount Gerizim where our ancestors worship? Jesus replied, Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship, while we Jews know all about him. For salvation comes through the Jews. But the time is coming. Indeed, it's here now when true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth. The father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. I love this story for so many reasons. 
so it's hard for me to keep this short, but I'm going to try. <laughs> and to really get this story, you have to know that Jesus was a Jew and she was a Samaritan. And Jews and Samaritans did not get along. And you can imagine what you see in your own world today. We see racial tension on our news feed and just almost daily. But this um, battle is even worse than what we see today. Also, women were not valued. Men did not speak to them in public. So there were religious, gender, and racial barriers. It was hard to find someone more opposite of Jesus than the Samaritan woman. So that makes this story extra special. Jesus went out of his way to meet her. And the text also reminds us of the humanity of Jesus. He went out to seek her, although he was tired. It says he was hot. He was hungry, um, but he still sought her out. And eventually, verse five tells us, eventually he came to the village. And I had to just stop at that word because eventually tells us this is not a quick process. He did not rush. And that is a lesson for us. Um, honestly, he was not rushed, although he had a mission. He had Something he knew he had to do, but he took his time to do that. And um, it just kind of reminds me as we're in this season of slow that um, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But it tells us that the woman arrives and he asks for a drink. And the woman was surprised because Jews refuse to have anything to do with Samaritans. So it's like she's. He asked her a question and it seems like she's, she, it says she's surprised. And I think she's surprised because she's like, you see me. You're asking, you're talking to me. You see me, you know? Um, I believe she's used to people talking about her and not to her. So I just think of, um, there are many of us today who, someone who may even be listening, who may felt, um, unknown and unloved. And this, this story shows us the heart of Jesus. Like he is willing to speak been time to go out of his way for you. Uh, verse 10 tells us that he t- he says, you know, if you only knew the gift God has for you, you would ask me for living water. He's just saying, I can give you so much more than what you're settling for. And her response just cracks me up because she's like, uh, you don't you don't even have a rope. You don't have a bucket. This well is deep. Where will you get this water? Like, are you greater than Jacob? How can you offer better water? All of these questions. We are so much like this woman. Like Jesus invites us to something so much better. And then we're so much like her. Like, but, but how is it going to work out? When, when is it going to happen? Where, what about this? We ask all the questions when Jesus gives us an invitation. I feel like so many times we do that. But I love his response. He's so patient with her. He is so patient. And we all have that same invitation she had. Jesus invited us to for some, to something better as well. He invites us to live a life of more. And he does explain to her that anyone who drinks this water is going to be thirsty again, just showing that it's temporary. That's a temporary fix. A lot of things that we do, we seek, you know, quote unquote healing and it's temporary. But Jesus offers something eternal. He offers something better, something that lasts. And I love that he was so patient and kind to her and he spoke to her in love. But he also spoke to her in truth and he pushes into the uncomfortable and he asked her about her husband. Now, she probably thinks she's coming to the well at the time of day to get away from people talking about her relationships. Um, and here he is bringing up her relationships. But this encounter was different. I mean, Jesus wanted to expose the sin to heal her. 
not to use it against her. He wasn't bringing it up just to do it. He wanted to to heal her. And we have so much in common with her because sometimes we want to ignore or conceal our current struggles with sin or our past sin because we don't want to be uncomfortable. But when we actually release it, we can receive healing in the area. Um, he knows he knows the embarrassing details about her life and ours. And just like he shows her that he loves her anyway, he loves us as well. So we are known and loved as well. And in verse 19, she said, sir, you must be a prophet. Like she's beginning to realize who Jesus is. And she keeps talking to him, just saying, you know, I believe the Messiah is coming. He's called Christ and he's going to explain all this stuff to us. And it just shows us she has confidence. She knows he's coming. She has expectations of what he's going to do when he comes. She knows scripture. Um and she believes he's going to explain everything. And But what this shows us is that she knows of him, but she doesn't know him personally. And Jesus so lovingly reveals himself to her and says, I am the Messiah. And I will just, as I wrap up, I just say that I love that we get a peek of their encounter in John chapter four. It is such a sweet story. And to my knowledge, it's the longest recorded conversation Jesus had with someone. Um, the message that he shared with her is, is a message for us too. Because we are the woman in the story. We were all separated from God at one time, but our belief in Jesus changes everything about the way we live our lives. And Jesus met her in her brokenness and he showed her love and he broke all the barriers that society created to tell her that she did not deserve more than the life she was living. And he did it for her. And that same invitation is available to all of us. He went out of his way. Jesus went out of his way to find some someone very different than him, a different gender, a different race, had a sin problem. And he went out of his way to share about eternal life. And we have a, a call to share with others around us as well, to share with the people who look differently than us, who uh, talk differently, different race, different gender, Um has a different sin problem than we do. Uh, we are all called to share um, the hope of Jesus. So that's what I love about this story is that he goes out. He seeks her out, someone that society has discarded, and he lets her know. He reveals himself to her. He, he reveals himself to her and, and lets her know that, that she is loved. And that is a message for all of us today. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Join us tomorrow as we continue through the Gospel of John. See you guys then.